is a good morning. Good morning. Well, it's <laughs> afternoon. Um, welcome back um, to Don't Be Sorry. Uh, my name is Shane. Uh, my name is Holly. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're back. So we're trying to be more consistent with our episodes. As we said, there was a big fall off because life was lifing really hard. Um, but we're back now. And uh, there was a little bit of a hiccup because I got COVID, uh, which was yeah, she sounded like shit, dude. Yeah, I sounded like a fucking <laughs> drowning frog. It was very cool. But we're back, and we're just, you know, we're going to kind of catch up and go over some stuff that we found pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, disclaimer, though. I got to be real. Um, I haven't had alcohol in a couple months, uh, and this is, if you can hear it. Uh, Patty made me a margarita, and it is making me very warm and sweaty, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. You should see her cheeks. They're rosy cozy. Uh, yeah, you know, we're doing we're doing what we can. It's all good. I'm still alive. Um, anyway, hello, Holly. And again, if those of you who don't know, I'm recording in Colorado, and she's recording in Oregon, so we're doing a very mishmashy situation, but we figured it out. It's working. We did figure it out. Honestly, it's crazy. Like, our sound um, is so, I mean, in my opinion, it sounds so much better. You know what I mean? I think it so, sounds more more yeah. clear than it did when we were in the same fucking room together. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I feel like you could hear my cackle on your microphone. And oh, perfectly, yeah. Dude, my cackle be, is loud, so. But like, you know what? People love me for my cackle, and I just oh, need yeah. to be more comfortable about it. I can tell you, okay, so there was a, uh, the restaurant that we worked at had a Halloween party a couple years ago before it closed down, and I remember, I was like, where's Holly? And I, right when I said that, I heard your cackle from across the room (laughs) over the loud music, and I went, well, I know where she is. There she is. I can find you anywhere. I love it so much. Follow the fucking cackle. Follow the cackle. Follow, follow. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, we don't have many topics written down. We're just kind of going over what's been happening to us the last couple weeks. Um, like I said, I got COVID, but I've seen a lot of concerts and I don't think I got COVID from any of those shows. And we've been really going ham on the concerts. I think I got it at a wedding that I attended and you know, my bad. Um, it's a lot better. It was a really small, intimate wedding, but I think just someone had it and didn't know. And like two days after I felt like I was dying, but it was probably the one named Jessica. If there was somebody named Jessica, there was her fault. Probably. I mean, respectfully, if there was someone named Jessica and it was your fault, I don't mean to call you out. (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I gotta be real. Like I am so thankful and that I have privileged enough to get the vaccines. And I really had this moment where I was really, really sick. Um, And I was texting you. I was freaking out. I was like, I have 102 fever and I feel like I'm dying. And I straight up know for a fact that if I wasn't vaccined, I'd be in the hospital. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, And, you know, if you can, please get your vaccine. Please, 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 please. Yeah, we're pro microchip over here, man. (laughs) Put that shit in me. It's like, it's so funny because the people who are like, they're trying to follow me. I'm like, you fuckers aren't even interesting enough to follow. What do you think? (laughs) But whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling so much I know better. you guys, oh, sorry. No. I was going to say something mean. Go ahead. Well, you know, all those people, they like, you know, they like, I just, I feel bad. I don't want to say it. This is bitch hour. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. It's true. They're like way too tan and they drive <laughs> weird cars and, you know, they're probably like Pinterest blog people. 
uh well we also had the conversation another bitch hour situation we also had the conversation that so many people who are anti-vaccination are people who have fucking shot up meth like what like what's your standard here dude shut up like don't you want to be healthy or make sure that other people don't die whatever conspiracy theories are not like just i gotta be i gotta be real like i would probably be in the hospital so i'm thankful um anyway yeah anyways (laughs) um take a drink oh shit so we're playing a drinking game i'm drinking water so anytime we say sorry or anyways shane has to drink her little margie and i have to drink my little water oh my god oh i didn't say anything well i said it. you oh that's true okay you did it it's like beer pong it's your fault it is my fault (laughs) so there's another thing that that we've found out through our years of conversation and whatever if we say something that's a little too like triggering or uncomfortable or like <laughs> uh, too much of an epiphanal moment where we're like okay, any okay anyways <laughs> to yeah change the subject um, shane started it though like i don't i wouldn't have done that without you it's you yeah you're the it's, anyways it's like a nervous <laughs> habit of like i'm just talking myself into a fucking and you say hole. it in the same voice every time anyways. it's so fucking funny you don't say it like anyway you say anyways <laughs> i can't help it it's like an autopilot thing but anyway no, oh it's god great. damn it <laughs> i did it again <laughs> Fuck. dude mm. you're gonna be fucking passed out on the floor and like <laughs> Uh, I was, was telling you too that this dude the, <laughs> I'm sorry the margarita he made is tequila but the mixer has 10% alcohol and he didn't know so I'm just I'm, you know we're having a we're having a good Saturday <laughs> I'll fly out there and give you a bath later if you need some comp we have some cold <laughs> if you need help well, I'll fly out there bath. yeah mm-hmm. I'll go to Target pick you up some salts yes absolutely <laughs> I'm not uh, going to this kid's birthday party anymore, so I'll come over there and give you a bath instead. Because that's the best Not my kid's birthday party. I would go to my kid's birthday party. Just another birthday party. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Take the water right now. God damn it. Fuck. She's going to be pissing okay. her pants in the next 20 I know. minutes. It's true. So, oh, speaking of that, yeah. we probably already talked about this, and we have. But, you know, anytime, I mean, it hasn't been a long time. Or I haven't needed them in a long time, but those lacy oh, yeah. always fucking dipes, man. I just saw a maybe video I should about put them. one of those on. Oh yeah, and they're like you were telling yeah. me, you were telling me because I, I remember I had a really heavy period, and you're like, you just get the diapers. They're they're actually really cute. And I I remember like a week after that conversation, I was walking through Safeway, and it was the adult diapers or Depends section, and they're really cute. There's like purple ones they- with flowers and tan ones with like little roses at the top. But- hold on, what's your hold on a second? And that's fine, oh uh, but what's your what's your what's your favorite color? My favorite color is green. Okay, thank God. Why? I just was wondering because I feel like purple people. They're interesting to say. Patty's the least. a purple person. That's a great. Patty's a purple I, person. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. One of my best friends since like high school. Um, her favorite color is purple as well and it was like everything was purple but also our high school mascot was a penguin and our colors were purple and silver so people would be decked out in purple all the time and it was never my color it just made me feel like I was the the girl from from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory you know yeah violet you're turning violet and I was like okay yeah. it's just green makes me feel like I'm being held by the forest <laughs> I'm the world champion gum chewer I'm 
fuck that girl's a bitch i have to say though that purple people are very interesting and fun they are super fun well good i'm happy maybe it's i guess I'm i haven't really spend that much time i just don't like purple what's your favorite color uh probably black or blue oh yeah okay that makes sense yeah 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 do you think that there's like um, a favorite color associated with people's signs like a common um, thing i don't know i mean you know i um i maybe i mean so because i'm a pisces people usually automatically assume that i like you know fish stuff and fish are like blue or <laughs> you know like I think uh, of gold when i think of pisces really mm-hmm. <laughs> wow you're thank welcome. you i am a little golden you are oh do you remember when uh oh my god i thought this was so funny and there's so many of them too when i sent you that ah what <laughs> when i sent you that um it was like, which STD are you? Oh, and yes. you like send it to your friend. And they have like different outfit of like which different styles. Was, which one was mine? Oh, I I think mine I was, don't remember. I should look syphilis, it up. Right? No, I'm pretty sure mine was gonorrhea. Maybe it mine was, like, was syphilis. Ed Hardy. <laughs> and I and, had like, the, I had fucking, the converse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had like Ed Hardy and like a thong or something mm-hmm. and like, you know. You had those like five dollar uh, big ass sunglasses you get from Walmart exactly yeah, yeah. God, I, I definitely so i loved yours too you definitely have the more like good fun like you know whatever and i am so trashy you know but you make it's a, you leave a statement you like you you have a reputation i really like it you leave a lasting impression <laughs> i'm like the 7-eleven hot dog as a person with onions you know yeah but like good you know what i, I really mean? like that can you find that and actually send it to me i think that it would be great yeah. to like post that so everybody can see what their std is oh yeah that can be our picture yeah, for the for this episode idea. Ooh, speaking of that we gotta get a good we gotta get a good oh, uh, yeah we gotta figure out so, a type so i am i'm coming back to portland in november um for the week of thanksgiving we have a bunch of stuff planned um like i said i'm meeting my family which is crazy but holly and i are going to take the opportunity to have a different um cover photo because it's like i i mean our picture is very cute and it's when we met in a different country which i really love but i think it's going to be cool for us to be like very professional (laughs) Mm -hmm. because everybody's podcast photo has like a picture of them or like the kind of vibe their content gives off plus the title of their podcast and it's just us jumping in a field it's very cute but it's not very descriptive so i think we need to get a picture with my laugh and your laugh so we got to do something funny because like i mean i don't look good when i laugh but like i my mouth i'm like i laugh oh yeah you feel it so we gotta we'll get a picture we'll do it we will maybe we need to ask someone to try and like be candid stealth photographers of us during a night of fun or something yeah because i think that would be great but um yeah we're i'm excited about that we're doing like a little bit of a a rebrand um and yesterday we went over our podcast analytics i wish i had them pulled up right now but it is crazy like we thought that our friends and family which they do that we thought that it was just our friends and family that listen to our podcast there's people in freaking brazil and france and germany and there was like one person in was it croatia or something that like listens yeah. to our shit and i mean it's only one person but the fact that our voice is being heard by other people in different countries like we're like hey, hey you know what's funny about that there is this <laughs> there is this <laughs> There's this meme of that guy who was like, 
you can't, if you call me anything, don't call me that. And I'm just thinking this is the same thing. Like, those people over there are probably like, what the fuck are these people sounding like, you know? Or probably. at least me. Probably. Um, I but mean, that is I don't, good. I really don't like that maybe for some were the impression of what the United States is, which to that I say this place is a hellhole and we're just trying to make it by but um yeah uh other than that hi thank you for yeah. listening <laughs> i don't feel like we're i mean i don't feel like i'm a usa queen you Me know neither. i feel I'm like i'm not patriotic yeah. at all yeah i just don't i definitely it. did have a phase where i wore american uh american flag bathing suits but you know i was also like on you know on Tumblr. some fucking <laughs> Yeah, but not. I wasn't on some like politician shit. I was just no. It's on not some like fucking... riding a quad half naked with a fucking firework sticking out your asshole. You know, it's not like that shit. Eating a fucking oh speaking. Chicken, you know. Oh, I was gonna say speaking of that. Sorry, side note. Have you ever heard? Okay, so in St. Louis, there's this place called Lesterville. Okay, I have two stories right now. I'll make it quick. So there's this place called Lesterville, and it was the first place I ever saw some titties. You know what I mean? And mm. we're like, and I was like, whoa, that's wait, you a, mean like that's a t- like titties out in the wild or a strip club? Yeah, tit no titties out in the wild. So okay. it's this big place in St. Louis where these people gather every year, and it's a big mudding competition. So if oh, you've seen shit. those videos like on fucking, YouTube, like fucking ICP shit. Yeah, but for mudding rednecks. Nice. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Very so cool. basically all these people bring all their cars and they go mudding and stuff like that. And I was really young and my dad of course took me and of we like stayed did. in a little Parenting. tent. We of course it. he did. Cultural and awareness. I saw so so many tits and I was like I was young too and I was like, What are these people doing? Is that when you, you know? realized you were gay? Uh I mean, I was like I think I was more shocked. I was so young that I didn't understand what you know what I mean? I was so young. How but young, that was how, the first how time. How young were you? Were you like six or seven? Yeah. Oh, like shit. first first memories kind of thing. Damn. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And I just remember being like, this is fucking crazy. Anyways, so speaking the name Lester, my dad, I don't know if I've told this story, but this is probably one of my, I laughed so hard. Okay, so my dad got this iguana name, and we named it Lester, and it it had its own rune for itself, right? What? But my dad, okay, yeah, so Lester, my iguana. I think he named it after Lesterville because he had such a good time. Fucking rock on. Hell yeah, brother. Um. So we have this iguana named Lester, and he had his own room for himself, but my dad decided, you know those, um, those like, you can put up wallpaper that's like a waterfall, like oh, yeah, on yeah. a big, yeah, so he turned our living room wall that was pretty big into, he had this pixelated ass waterfall <laughs> picture just plastered. It's like it was blown up at Walgreens. The, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it was, on one whole wall in the living room, and he was like, um, this is going to be Lester's new spot. So we put this cat tree up and like a few other sticks and stuff. For him? For the Lester. Yeah, for, for the, the iguana. Lester. Damn. Yeah. So I remember I would just watch cartoons and then I'd look over, see this pixelated huge wallpaper waterfall and then see my iguana named Lester sitting on a cat tree just with this fake background. You know One what? of my favorite memories. I like that imagery too because it's just like, it's, it's, you can't make that up. You can't like exactly. unsee that. The it's authenticity there forever. of that situation, especially sitting on a couch. And was this was this in a trailer too? No, this is not in a trailer. This is like when I was younger. Were you so both, it was like were, his were your first... mom and your dad living together at this time? 
No, they weren't. But like, I would still go over to my dad's for the weekends before. This is like right before the downfall. So oh, I was so like was, six or seven. This was just like, like I'm just being a kid. It is what it is. But like yeah. that feeling of like being a kid and not having any worries, but just the normalcy of sitting on your yeah. couch looking at a fucking iguana on a cat tree with a pixelated <laughs> waterfall background, and you're like, yep, yeah, this is my life. <laughs> yeah, and I and just his was name like, is this Lester. is Lester. Yeah, I love him. R.I.P. Lester. I do too. Yeah, I I mean, I hope he's, I don't know how long Iguanas live, but hopefully he's doing good. That would be crazy. Yeah, that, it was crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't, I can't, it'll be in my memory forever. Was he a free roaming Iguana? Yes, he was. So you had no idea if you'd wake up and he'd be like staring at you on your pillow? Yeah, exactly. But he never really did. He just kind of like hung out. He was like, you could probably like take him on a walk and he would be. Where did your dad get him? He was chill. Oh my god, I have no idea. Oh hell yeah, I, no I like that. The mystery, um, mystery uh, buy. It's like a yeah. black market iguana that he just puts on a cat tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. Um, I don't the... even know where you buy iguanas. I mean, he was pretty fucking big though. Especially 20 years ago in Missouri. I mean, they got everything. They have this like... This is true. They, yeah, they have... You know, people breed probably every kind of animal there, which is crazy. They... They don't, they probably, they don't give a shit about rules or anything. Oh, no. Like, it's the, the more exotic, but, the better. Yeah, people probably had, like, tigers and shit in oh, their yeah, house. yeah, I believe I, that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. That's really yeah. cool. I think the most exotic thing that we had were birds. My mom was a very big bird person. She, like, she was telling me that, this is a story from a long time ago. This was, I think, before I was born. But she had a macaw. Do you know what a macaw is? Those really big I wish birds. I did. They're like blue, and they have a bunch of rainbows on their, like, rainbow feathers on their. They're huge. I um, have to look it up. Yeah, but they're they're beautiful. But she had a macaw. I don't remember the name, and she had to like lock him out of the bathroom because he always wanted to take showers. He loved the like the warm water. Oh my god, Isn't that's that so kind of cute. But yeah. he had the biggest fucking attitude, and. uh she said that she had to like close the bathroom door and she came out and um, she realized that he out of anger and spite and just totally just like, fuck you, mom. He chewed one of the legs off of her couch in, in just anger. So the couch was all crooked and fucking lopsided and stuff. But she, we had birds all the time. My mom had a parrot when I was really young and it bit like a hole in my back. It was like climbing up my shirt and she had to get rid of it. Um, Birds Dude. have like really very big personalities. Like they're birds, always yeah. different. Well, it's also they're very territorial in a way because like if they bond, she because like her birds, she loved those birds. And I mean, I'm a huge bird person. I've just never had the privilege to have one. Um, but they bond with their owners and they're very protective of their owner. So when I came into the picture, these birds were like, "You're not gonna fucking take my mom." So they looked at me like, "Food." Uh... <laughs> yeah and you're like you're i'm gonna kill you you little four-year-old that's piece so of shit. fucking weird yeah. i didn't know that yeah but they're very you're very um exotic primal you know creatures so it was such a trip yeah. but that was probably the most um offbeat animal that we had mostly we've always been like cat people we've never had the um the accommodations to own a dog but um yeah birds were definitely a thing i always oh and we had some fish too but i always wanted a bird as an adult and i fucking i'd be that crazy bird lady that'd walk around with a bird on her fucking head all the time i do not care i'd probably name my bird lester for fuck's sake Shit. oh my god oh yeah i've always wanted birds and like my best friend vanessa growing up 
she her mom always had birds she had a turtle dove and a ringneck parakeet and every time I came over to their house I would sit in front of that bird cage and just go hello hello and talk to those birds for hours her mom was like I remember her mom was like is she okay is <laughs> the bird lady but dude I would love to have a fucking iguana some kind of reptile I've always wanted to have a snake. I am not no I'm not a, no I don't know what it is but like I is it I think what it is, is that, no I don't care about that I but it's like um it's the 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 heat oh I yeah. love it's like the way that they smell I have a smell thing yeah you do. I like everything You're very they sensitive smell to good that. yeah and I just like so the people that lived in my little basement apartment downstairs had lizards for years and I'm telling you that smell didn't get out until like eight months later it's I had the bedding. To... it's like the 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 wood chip bedding that you see in like hamster cages too and like the pellets and it just holds pee yeah and, and I, that I was fucking you. disgusting and it's like I can't... warm incubated pee yeah yeah so no I'm not I'm not a you. person but I had I did have a bird growing up named Sunshine and I remember we went to the grocery store one time and we came back and he was dead and I was so sad so then I never I could never have another bird. Okay. I'm gonna Again. tell you I'm gonna tell you a story oh, that makes God. me wanna fucking cry oh, every no. time. Yeah. I might cry actually. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So if anybody knows me and Patty makes fun of me all the time about this, but I love animals to the point where it makes me nauseous <laughs> yeah um if I so Patty we'll be laying in bed and if I'm like on Instagram and I'm searching and I'm like on a, an, a video thread where it's a bunch of cute animals he will a hundred percent of the time he'll look over and I'll be crying I can't handle it um I can't go into like adoption clinics and I, I can't do it I can't handle it because I'll yeah. just cry and I'll want every single I'm one the of them same way. I know and it makes me so sad but as that preface I think that's why this story really fucks with me even though I was a child and I didn't know okay so like I said my mom had a bunch of birds and there was a very short amount of time where my dad lived with us and my mom was renting out the top f- part of this house it was made into two apartments and it was the Pepto-Bismol pink house. And I will never forget the color of this house. I love this house. I had my own room, my own closet. Like, I loved it. And I don't remember much of that house except for... <laughs> I was four, almost five years old. And she had a bird. I don't remember the name. I think I blocked it out for traumatic reasons. But I love this bird. And all I wanted to do was spend time with this bird. I talked to this bird. I pet this bird. I kissed this little bird's face. And I remember one time I was really young and I couldn't sleep and I went out and I got the bird out of its cage and I was like, okay, we'll cuddle. And I had the bird laying with me and the bird fell asleep and was like resting its little head on my arm and I woke up the next morning and I had smothered it and I killed it. Oh my God. And I had and no that's, idea. that's okay. I know. You know. And it makes me so sad because I just, I had no idea what death was. Oh God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, and but that's had, like your... You feel guilty. I feel so guilty. And like my mom loved that bird, but I had no idea what death was. And I was just like, oh, it's okay. He's just sleeping. And I remember like that feeling of like I did something so wrong and irreversible. And I just love that bird. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, 
and I just like the look on my mom my mom handled it really well like she's done a lot of shitty things but like that moment she, I she not, wasn't like mad at no. you in that oh, moment yeah. my mom never said I was a bad person or a bad kid or I did something wrong she just went it's okay you just got to sleep forever it's okay and and, and like I think about that and it just makes me so sad <laughs> oh my god because you don't know like you don't know when you're a kid and you like, don't know yeah that like harsh reality of that you did something that you can't take back it's just like what um yeah this so. happened recently with lando too yeah um he got a hamster and he named his hamster scotty oh. and he i know and it wasn't like you know it wasn't he, he experienced death at the same age he was like four yeah. And uh, Scotty, he went to go get him out of his cage, and he wouldn't move. Oh, and honey. it was this, it was the same thing. Yeah. And he felt so bad. It's um, hard when you have what. a little body and your brain doesn't know what's going on. It's like it's really hard yeah. to. And I mean, I know that I was the direct reason that that happened now. But like when I was younger, I was like, no, this like I was just I just wanted to love him. Like that was the only thing. Yeah. And it's just like so hard because you know that hundreds of thousands of kids go through the same shit and hundreds of thousands of parents have to look at their kid and go it's okay because it's it is i mean it's not it's not that 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 bird's life had no meaning and it's not that that hamster's life had no meaning it's just like understanding that i didn't hurt this animal because i wanted to and like trying to like wrap your head around that when you're four or five fucking years old is so like i'm traumatized by it and i feel guilty when when like people are like fucking with their cats or like yelling at their cats or or hurting or their their dogs and like i'm like how could you ever be that way Mm -hmm. towards an animal when all they want to do is love and just exist and like i get so passionate about it and fucking angry and that's why i also think that i have refused to get a dog it's okay i've refused to get a dog because i don't have the space and the time to 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 satiate that dog and i don't understand why people get fucking animals they can't take care of and it makes me so mad but I think that a lot of that is based off of the guilt I felt for accidentally killing a bird. And that will never leave me ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Like, it, like, I'm almost 30 years old and that still makes me want to throw up. And I hate that yeah. feeling. <sighs> when I get stuck on those, you know, those like dodo videos that are oh, like, this dog God. was found in a hat. I can't do those. those I, feel I have to so skip bad. them every time because they make yeah, me ball. Me too. I personally, you know, I'm a dog person. I have oh, yeah. three dogs. Uh, or, you know, I have Quinny now, but... My three dogs, you know, we have a custody agreement with them, but, um, you know, I just, I can't, I can't, I don't know, I, I, they're they're the loves of my life, like, I'm just, I'm a very nurturing and loving person, and I, I just want every animal to have its best life, and I can't imagine, I can't imagine, and they're so sweet. Oh my god, but also the thing about, the thing about, like, pet animals or just most animals in general obviously don't fucking try and and domesticate a goddamn lion you know i understand rehabilitation and helping him out but don't be dumb but the thing about it is like these pets dogs specifically dogs want to be a part of your pack they want to be your family they want to love you yeah. they want to feel loved and they want to feel safe and they want to protect you and when people take advantage of it or don't properly nurture and satiate their needs 
it's just like you don't fucking deserve to have an animal that's so amazing in your life you do not deserve it at all and I hate that and like I honestly feel the same way about cats I think cats are a great meter for personality but I've grown up with cats my whole life and that every time I look at mama like I look at her and sometimes I'll start crying because I love her so much she's also been with me for 15 years which is crazy to think about but I have no idea who I would be as a person if she wasn't in my life and I think about you know her passing because it's an inevitable but I have to be like wow you made me a better person because I I learned boundaries I learned respect I learned how to take care of something I learned a mutual um relationship like I am so grateful to have had the opportunity and have the opportunity to be her cat parent like and just have it's such a privilege to have pets like I can't, we could talk about this for fucking hours but yeah. <laughs> I think what I'll say is that if I could domesticate like a wild animal do you know how comforting it feels to think about having a crocodile lay all its weight on you when you're on the couch oh I believe you. I think about this all the time like if I'm just laying on the couch and the, my or my little alligator it's alligator I mean crocodiles are fine too but I like alligators if I could just have a big ass alligator lay on me like a weighted blanket and snuggle with me and nuzzle its little nose in my neck it's all like oh my god shoulder thing where it just gets yeah have you ever seen the videos of gators like bellowing in the water where it vibrates the water yeah it's like a purr and that shit would just go (laughs) i know i just want an alligator so bad see i feel can you imagine quinny and an alligator sitting next to each other in halloween costumes oh my god God. disgusting and the alligator would be like a little bumblebee (laughs) yeah also, I have always wanted a cow named Clementine. <gasps> Cute. Oh, my God. I know. I don't know what I'd name my alligator, though. Alligator? Nestor? No, I'm just kidding. Probably. Nestor and probably, Nestor. Probably, like, Sully. Oh, cute. Sully the gator. Oh, my God. See, I've always... <sighs> I have a really hard time with this because I've always wanted a raccoon. <laughs> I've always yeah. wanted a chunky little tiny human hand little raccoon that just what would you name it pepper probably oh my god that was my first like border collie's name oh i love that oh my god but it would be a raccoon and then also moving to colorado this is something that i never even thought about i don't think a lot of people think about when you're moving to colorado the amount of um uh gophers that are here are overwhelming are those the ones that like come up and they're like yeah yeah okay little rodents i know that you're not a guinea pig person but they're like dude fuck guinea pigs (laughs) they're like big guinea pigs but they look like they look like you can hold them and they would just snuggle you and they would be really cute and sweet but i never thought about it at all until you moved here there's hundreds of them like you I, i drive home every day there's this one patch of greenery um, and you could just see like 75, maybe a hundred of them just popping out and chilling. And they're like sunbathing with their little fucking nipples out on the side of the road. Oh chilling. my God. Yeah. Chill. Steven, Steven said if I ever, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is so fucking crazy. Steven said, okay, so I am deathly afraid of balloons. Yes. And I fucking can't stand guinea pigs. No. They're so scary to me and they're so fucking creepy. Like respectfully fucking gross. <laughs> Steven said if I ever cheated on him, he would fill a bunch of balloons with guinea pigs all over my house. And then, and then he wait would till set they off would a, pop. Yeah, he would set off a timer. So then they would pop the balloons. And then um, 
I'd have a gun- bunch of guinea pigs and fucking balloons. You know in the my funniest house. the funniest part about that is like you know that this person knows you so well and like yeah. is paying attention to you that there's like obviously you're not gonna no one's gonna cheat on anyone but you're Fuck like no. you know yeah. me you really yeah. listen <laughs> yeah you really do and I would be traumatized forever dude god I I think it's funny what about a bunch of balloons with guinea pig faces on them I'm we're done we're okay goodbye <laughs> yeah yeah, I yeah. For me, it's spiders. If you filled a bunch of balloons with spiders, I would go into a coma and you would never see me again. You know what's funny? I actually don't mind spiders. That's like I so could be great on fear. F- I could be on Fear Factor for real. Good. They're Love little. It. They're sweet. I let all the spiders live in my house. They okay. they're helpful. Yeah. Patty and I, we were we were taking a shower and, and he, I was like looking at him. We were talking and he went, "Don't turn around." And I went, <gasps> <gasps> and he's like, "You know what it is?" And I said, "Fuck." And I got so yeah. close to him and I was like, you better handle it. And thankfully he has really yeah. long arms. But he like took the spider. <laughs> he took the spider in the mid shower and walked it downstairs and outside on our porch and then came back in the shower. Oh, and he was my like, God. And he was like, I'm really proud of you for not freaking out. And because I just went. <laughs> but I didn't like scream and fall and kill both of us in the shower. But yeah, I can't do it. I, there's a there's a my little lizard brain just goes danger, danger, danger. You're going to die. I don't know why. Can't help it. What were you, I was, yeah. I was talking about, I don't remember what it was. Never mind. It was something about lizard stuff, but. Okay, enough animal talk. Okay. Let's fucking Can't talk about it. the juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. The juicy juice. <laughs> the fresh pressed juicy juice. Um, what you've been drinking lately, what drinks you like? Um, well, the margarita and water. Um, I drink a yeah, lot of water true. and, uh, I have a lot of coffee, protein coffee every day, um, which has actually been really cool. I get like fucking 35 grams of protein in my coffee in the morning and I feel jacked, jacked. I drink vape juice. Oh yeah. Just drink it. <laughs> yeah. You put it in your eyes. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I I'm have doing. Uh, what's that stuff called you squirt in? Visine. Vaseline. Oh, yeah, Vaseline. <laughs> Vaseline eyes. My eyes are slick. Yeah. Oh, man. I think. Honestly, oh, that'd probably feel really good. It probably would be fucking bad. Have you well, ever like, seen those with, videos? Without it being bad, it'd probably feel good. Oh, Does yeah. You know, I like the logic there. Have you ever seen those videos <laughs> of people picking their, um, like, built-up contacts from the back of their eye. Like, they lift up their eyelid like this, and there's, like, a shitload of contacts in the back of their eye that they've just, they thought fell out and just moved to the back of their fucking eye socket. I have seen those, and I don't understand how you don't feel that. Um, I, well, there's not really much going on back there, sensory-wise. I mean, the closer you get to the cornea, the more you feel, but I don't know, because I wear contacts sometimes, and, like, if, if something slightly changes about my contacts, I want to rip them out of my head. I'm very sensitive to yeah. it. So I don't really understand either. And I'm talking like not pulling like two or three. We're talking about like 25. Yeah. There's like a lot. I've layers seen like those layers. videos. Nasty. Also, how well, it's how funny. lovely to be so unaware. I would love that yeah. in my life. I know. Just in general. It, like yeah. I'd be loved. Blissfully love unaware. It. Yeah. If I was unaware, I would wear fucking snake skin fucking leggings every day. If I was unaware, I'd probably be a stripper. Yeah. Just because I can't, you know, my brain would be like, yeah, yeah. go for it, girl. (laughs) If I was unaware, I'd wear, I'd wear like Jesus fucking chains, you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen those? I've sent those. Yeah. 
Um, if I was unaware, I'd probably wear trucker hats every day. If I was unaware, um, I think I'd wear platform flip-flops every season of every month of every year. It sounds like me. Love you. I do that. Me I and my open to toe you. shoes. <laughs> but like Maybe the- I am unaware. Because you know what? People do judge me for that. But I literally don't give fuck a them, fuck. First I will of all. wear open-toed shoes all year long. Oh, yeah, but Even when preference. I'm using chainsaws. This summer, I was cutting down some trees because there was a windstorm. I don't care. I was wear- I was using a chainsaw and I was wearing flip-flops. Okay, first of all, I love you so much and I commend your um, not give a fuckery. But that's 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 how you lose I have toe, this lieutenant dan what the fuck i i have this weird i don't know if it's like a god complex but i don't totally. i am so aware that i'm aware that i won't hurt myself and i'm not gonna knock on wood because i i don't believe in that i'm good <laughs> bitch <laughs> i won't i won't get towed i won't get towed don't worry i won't get towed i won't get towed <laughs> yeah even yeah no i could light a fire won't get burned i could do a bunch of stuff i'm good i i got it you should write a song about that yeah i'm not good at like i don't know i'm not good at writing stuff i can't i can't write stuff because it feels too vulnerable even because if you it's overthink stupid it. stuff i can't write yeah exactly it's really hard to just have a stream of consciousness when you're writing could you imagine it's so oh speaking of that so i just bought this little journal it's called burn after oh yeah it's called burn after writing and this is the first time in my life i've ever felt because i'm living by myself for like the first time i've always either lived with partners or you know like my mom when i was you know younger um it's the first time i'm living by myself and it's the first time that i feel like i can write without somebody like trying to look in my journal be present yeah yeah, or like sneak in my shit, you know what Ooh, I mean? So I've never been me. able to Well, you know what's fucked up too? Sorry, side note. I have this I had this little journal thing in my phone, um, and it was locked, but my fucking ex boyfriend tried to get in it and look <gasps> Ew. at it. That's what I'm saying. That's some so it's like I've shit. I I've never felt comfortable, but this is the first time I've been able to like it ask you ask ask You got ask you like smoke. Eczema. Um, it asks you like um, really serious, deep questions. And I, yeah, you, you know, when I finished those, this book, you showed me some of those prompts, and they're really cool. They really are, and it really gets you to think about. It's like stuff if you can't afford I've, therapy, you got a fucking notebook. Yeah, and I'm honestly so excited to burn it after I'm done because I I have wrote and wrote. <laughs> Dude, what the I done fuck? wrote. I homeschool. Can you believe that? Fuck. She's gonna teach the youth of our 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 generation. You know what? I do say drinking, and I don't care. Drinking? I say I I was no, but in like um, not in like a, I was drinking, but like seriously, I like I had drank in this drink, <laughs> and I don't like it's a real word to me. I don't care. But I love that. Um, it gives it spice, you know exactly but anyways uh, i think i'm also, excited to yeah burning that journal is gonna be very cathartic oh, it's gonna feel so good oh yeah. my god i can't wait but i want to um, do that you gotta send me that the link to that because i gotta do that i mean i have therapy I and i love therapy and therapy is really kicking my ass right now but i think that being able to like write down what i'm thinking and then like look back on it as a reflective type of situation is going to be really good for the brain 
Because yeah. you can say a bunch of shit, but you can't remember exactly what you said. You can just remember, like, the premise. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I feel like I can't, like, say out loud. And not that I'm a bad person. I've just done some silly stuff or I've felt some silly stuff. So writing it down where I'm the only one that's looking at it It removes really that, good. like, discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. therapist did quit on me, though. So, well, you know. I Well, you know, and maybe that was... Which is weird. It is weird. I also think that... If a therapist, okay, I told this to my therapist too. So I had a therapist previous to the one that I'm having now who told me, I don't think that you can be therapized. I think that you are very self-aware and need to just do some work on your own for a while. And part of me understood that. And the other part of me was like, damn, maybe my problems are just too fucked up for you to handle. And that's just something that you should work on. But obviously I didn't say that because therapy. Um, and I told that to my current therapist. I was like, yep. I was told that I can't be therapized and I'm too self-aware. And she started laughing <laughs> and she went, that's not real. Um, she's like, usually when therapists quit on people, it's because they feel insufficient in their abilities to help. And mm -hmm. I would never take a therapist quitting on anybody as a personal sign to yourself. It's that they're not equipped enough and they're not good enough to be able to properly help you, which I mean, in and of itself is kind of a mind fuck. Cause you're like, damn, I'm really How are you not up? supposed to take that personal though? I'm, like the way, the yeah. way it ended was this was like back in June or May or June, and I so was like in over a, a year space. ago or this year. Yeah, this year, this okay. year. Um, I was like, uh, what did I say? Uh, I was just stuck in this headspace of like, no, like it won't, like no, you're like it's not it, like this. All the things I'm thinking are real. Like, this is what this person thinks. Like, I was stuck in a pretty weird headspace. Yeah. And at the end of it, he was like, okay, sir, are we done now? Or I do this thing where I'm like, okay, that's it. We're, you know, like, have a good day, you know, because I, I know when I need to quit. Um, And he was like, okay, so are we done? And I was like, well, for now, yeah. And he was like, no, I mean forever. Whoa. And I was that, like. That's so weird. It was really strange. And then I was like. I guess. And then we just hung up. Well, and I was and, like, what the fuck? But also there's like another aspect because I have asked my therapist about this and I said, what is it like? What is it like when people approach the end of their time with you, whether it be because they're moving? Like, you know, for me in my my situation, I ha we have to get as much in as we can before we're moving. So I'm doing a lot of really heavy, shitty work and it's fucking with me. But point being is I asked her, what is it like when people come to an end when they initiate? not being in, in therapy with you anymore and she said well it's it's interesting because a lot of the times people think that they're good and they don't need help and a lot of yeah. the phrases are I am comfortable with where I am I don't want to grow I don't want to change not obviously not saying that directly but there are instances where that's the impression so she'll go okay do you feel like you're done with this therapy and a lot of the times people say yeah um I think I'm fine and then just not talk about it anymore and then the assumption yeah. is okay they just don't want to be therapized they don't want that support in that fashion and it's kind of futile to force it because no one's going to be getting the proper help they deserve if they don't want it yeah I think that so I think I had this therapist in a time where I needed him yeah. you know and basically what set everything off why I left my ex why I completely changed everything he did start it and the simplest fucking thing he said is this what you want your life to look like in a year yeah and I fucking left six months later because it so started that, that ball I took rolling that, yeah 
Yeah, I took that, and I think that that's all I needed from him. And I, you know, I'm kind of glad he quit, but I need to find somebody else. Well, yeah, and, you know, maybe you say, like, think about it as, like, maybe that's what you needed when you needed it, and you no longer needed that type of presence anymore. Not necessarily a a therapist presence, but the presence that he gave you, like, with a kind of help. Because I've, I've divorced from some therapists before where I was like, you know, I don't... I don't think that the type of help that you're offering me is appropriate for what changes I'm ready to make in my life, um, mm-hmm. whether it be too gradual for me and my pace or too heavy. And I think that now, because I've done so much work in so many parts, that the therapist that I have now is appropriate for how heavy I'm trying to hit my therapy. If yeah. I had her a year ago, I would have quit probably after a couple sessions because she asks me shit and she puts me in a place where I am forced to deal with some stuff that I could not comprehend or handle a year ago. There was there's no way. Yeah. And I think that maybe, you know, even him quitting on you, if even if it leaves a sour taste in your mouth, maybe it's just the season of that therapist being done. And like you got to find a therapist that's probably more appropriate for the stage in life that you're at, which that process in and of itself is so difficult like interviewing therapists because I went through about four before I found the one that I have now and I'm so I'm so glad she's like mid-50s queer super chill she swears with me I shared a meme with her the other day and I was like I don't know (laughs) that's cute oh yeah I love her she um I was like I saw this meme on Instagram that said I'm trying to crack jokes in my therapy appointments and my therapist is just writing everything down. I think she's trying to steal my jokes because she's not as funny as I am. <laughs> and I sent that to her. I like sent that to her and she went, yeah, that's probably it. I, I really think oh that my uh, I'm stealing all your jokes. <laughs> but like, I don't know what type of person I would have been if I had her when I first got to Colorado. I think that that wouldn't have been appropriate for where I'm at now. So maybe it's just like, it's good that you don't have that therapist anymore. You've gone through so much like heavy stuff this year and you've like, without, I mean like you, I mean, I'm sure, I'm a, (laughs) I'm sure that when you moved out there, you weren't expecting to be so like isolated, but you also had like no idea what you were getting you know what I mean? You didn't know yeah, what but, it was going to be like there. Yeah. The and air- not like isolated, but I just mean you've had so much time to really think about what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Even though you work a shit ton, you've also been able to like sit there with yourself. Yeah. Instead I, of going out and hanging out with friends here, because like you always had something to do here. You always had somebody to be well, with. You know, and that's another aspect that we've been dealing in dealing with therapy um, is that like for so long my job to survive was distraction it was yeah I mean you know and I remember when I was younger and in Portland like I drink and like we we're doing drugs not like heavy drugs or anything but like we're, it was just all about partying and socialization and having a good time and you know being with friends and just not worrying about real life shit and COVID happened and real life shit got real real and then I got this relationship and I think that there's been so much love and like support and cushion that has given me the space and time to be able to deal with all the stuff that's happened in the last 10 years um and you know even in my childhood but moving out here like you said I didn't 
I, I knew that I was going to be isolated. I was a hundred percent aware that I don't have friends. I didn't have a support system. I didn't have a social group to lean on. You know, I didn't have anything but Patty. And I'm so fucking glad I, I, I picked a partner who is just so amazing. Like I can't even, I don't even have words to describe how amazing he is. But the thing is, is like, it's not his sole job to be there for me in every aspect. And I do not expect him to do that because it's not. I, I will be his supporter. He will be my supporter. We will talk. We will be as open and as transparent as possible. But at the end of the day, I need someone who's totally removed from the situation who I can talk to. And after having spent a year here, I was like, you know, I bust my ass at work. I don't really have friends. I need to be able to set a time, set aside some time to really dive into the the stuff that I haven't healed from or haven't started healing from because now I have the space to do so and like I said if I had her a year ago I wouldn't have been able to give as much insight into how I'm feeling and what that actually means as I can now because I have forced (laughs) in a very loving way I have forced space to be able to handle it and to talk about the stuff that makes me like cry so hard I can't breathe even though I still feel that way I'm able to sit with myself and process it because my schedule right now is like going to work I, I get to work every day at like 6 or 6 30 in the morning so I go to work I work 10 hours a day and then I go home and yeah we have social things and you know like I said we see a bunch of concerts but like other than that I have time to reflect and I have time to tattoo I have time to do art and make music and and talk to me on FaceTime for exactly. two hours we talk while I much. do my puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't think that I was ready to be slow and give myself time to be whatever I needed to be in order to process some of this shit. And now I'm, I'm old enough and I've experienced enough to understand that that's a big priority for me. It's a priority to be slower and to allow myself to feel uncomfortable because <laughs> like, I never wanted to feel uncomfortable I wanted to be doing shit all the time I remember you know I was talking to my therapist about this I may have t- brought this up before but like when I was 18 or 19 I was a full-time nanny in the evenings and on the weekends <clears throat> I was a part-time student Tuesdays and Thursdays well as a full-time student Tuesdays and Thursdays getting full-time student hours only two days a week I had a part-time job and I made candy on the weekends and it was just like this whole I have to constantly be doing shit because if I stop and I actually think about the stuff that I've overcome and the stuff that I'm thinking I will probably spiral and end up homeless there's no doubt about it and that mentality is <sighs> so real and I don't feel as unstable now not nearly as unstable now but like this is the first time in my life where I've allowed myself time to fucking talk and actually feel what I'm trying to work through and I think that there everybody and their mother (laughs) should have therapy even if you think that you don't need it even if you think that you're stable even if you think that you live a pretty privileged life like every single person should have a safe space where they can just fucking exist and try and pick apart what it means to exist because fucking we were actually talking about that the other day like 
my I have a really hard time here sorry if I start crying but I have a really hard time here because my you know I don't have much of a support system all my family is in different places and you know I'm not I I'm one of those people that only wants to have one friend at a time I can't I just suck but like up a people's true energy. genuine deep connection yeah yeah I just people's energy really takes over me it's and the I empathy get, thing yeah, yeah and I get exhausted and my aunt came in town and yeah. you know I was like I'm sad like me and my the person that is like kind of my support system here we don't do anything we don't hang out we don't um well, we that- don't like it's like you said you were telling me because you said it perfectly and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you but the way that you said no, it was okay. perfect it was I don't understand why me existing isn't enough for this person to be interested in spending time with me yeah and it's hard because it's the only family member I have out here yeah. basically you know and my aunt came in town and she was like why don't you just come down to Arizona for a little bit to just exist and I was like yeah I can come down I can see the girls I can you know help Lucy I can help you know do whatever and she was like no No. you don't need to come down to be there to hang out with them you come down there just to to just exist and I was like nobody's ever sorry nobody's ever said that to me in my life because nobody has ever been like hey you deserve to just exist because and I want to hang out with you a, and exist exactly because it's not a default mentality there's such a strange fucked up like expectation that you have to be providing or producing something to be valid and I think that that's where conditional love has gotten so accepted and it's not fucking fair especially when it comes to family there has only been like one or two like there's only been two or three people my aunt her husband and their kids who have made me feel oh and her best friends but like that little group and they live in a different country those are the only people in my whole life that have ever looked at me and go you can do and be anything and we will be nothing but proud and love you and support you and like you can just exist and we will be 100% your cheerleaders and that is such a foreign weird enigma of a situation because you can't wrap your head around it when every single piece Mm -mm. of love that you've ever experienced is conditional you have to be a certain way for me to love you you have to be quiet stop crying stop you have to do all of these things you know like i do this for you you have to do this exactly it's there's a transactional relationship and it's like dude yeah can i just be myself is is me who i am not enough and if that's the case why am i even satiating this relationship fuck you and I yeah. don't care who it is, if it's your parents, if it's your family, if they make you feel like you cannot just exist and be loved to the fullest and like most overflowing extent, fuck them. And I know that that's so much easier said than done, but like that kind of relationship is what makes life worth living. It, especially like I can't even imagine being a parent, but like when Patty and I, if we decide to have kids, that's the beauty in it. Because I just want my kid to exist and know that they are supported and loved and cherished and just unbelievably taken care of without having to prove anything to me. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I, um, not to like toot my own toot, but like... (laughs) I am so glad to be the person that I am. If anybody was meant to breed in the world, it's fucking me, you know? <laughs> I mean, and you, but I'm I just agree. saying, like, I, I, I'm a breeder, man, <laughs> and I have, <laughs> I have 
done such a good job. And I also think that because of the shit that I've gone through, I'm I didn't go off the other end. I'm using oh, all yeah. that shit to make sure that he never feels yeah. the way that I do. And he never feels like I'm not there. But in like the most supportive and not nurturing way. comforting way yeah i want to tell you and i know but i swear to god if he ever cheated on one of his girlfriends i would not beat the shit out of him but i would tell her uh-uh oh yeah you know i we have a strict like you're gonna be a good person you well know? but i understand that and I, I i know that i i may have said this to you before i still want to reiterate it because having the childhood that i had and watching you be a parent there is something about watching you be his mom that really heals i'm gonna cry <laughs> oh my gosh this is a very emotional love. episode but there's i something, know there's something about you watching you be his mom that heals something in me because for so long i thought that it was impossible for a mom to show love the way that you show him love and i thought that that it was impossible because i never saw it and now that I see you so effortlessly just being supportive and goofy and, and fun with him, like, I, Aww. that's the kind of stuff that gave me hope to, like, I used to be so cynical about being a parent because I was, I was so convinced that I was destined to be, like, my mom and my dad. And watching you be his mom, I was just reminded that the way that my parents acted is not my fault. And it's purely because they just weren't equipped with the mental capacity to love me the way that I should have been loved. And I really, I know that this is so selfish, but I really am so appreciative that I could be a part of your life since he was a baby um, and like watch that grow because um, it's really healed a lot in me and has made me change the way that I think about being a parent. And um, it's a big fucking deal, but I want to say that you're, your efforts aren't for naught and they're very Thank much you. appreciated mm. by people who aren't even in your family <laughs> and you know it's you know, funny there's oh go ahead well patty and i talk about it all the time we talk about how fucking amazing you are and and how well you are just so effortlessly a mom even though you put so much effort into it and we just love you and we just think that you're so fucking cool and we would love for you to be our mom <laughs> oh my god i'll adopt <laughs> please i it's so funny. I was going to say there's people like on Instagram and stuff and on, you know, like social media that are like, if my kid doesn't turn out like Landon, I'm going to send it back. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you. You know, like, I appreciate that so much. I really, it's definitely like I wasn't, ex I mean, I'm a very nurturing person, but I wasn't expecting um, to be, I was, I, I'm very surprised and impressed by the capacity I have. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Like, and I think that I that's wonderful. I didn't know. Yeah. And you know, you know, you don't know until you deal with it. I mean, I don't know yeah. what type of mom I would be. You know, obviously there's expectations that I have of myself and the endless, dude, hours and hours and hours of conversations that you and I have had about that. Um, but like, you don't know until you know. And I think that... Yeah. A lot of the generations before us obviously felt the same way. You don't know until you know, but they were faced with so much pressure and so many other traumas that they haven't healed that it just flew over the fence and into their child's life. And obviously mm -hmm. that's, that's not excusable, but I think that 
you have really done a fucking amazing job with that kid and he is the funny he's the funniest little ding dong in the whole world and I love him so much and I'm thankful to be part of your life and his life because he's really cool and watching him grow up has been really cool and I love thinking about this too and for those of you who don't know Holly was the first person that I ever met when I applied to the restaurant that we worked at together I gave her my resume first person I ever talked to and um she was eight months pregnant or seven and a half ish months pregnant, probably eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we clicked immediately at the host stand cause I just came in. But right you couldn't tell because there was a the big host ass stand, host stand yeah. that <laughs> I walked out. I was like, bam, bam. I had no idea. And, um, we clicked immediately and I'm pretty sure she's the reason I got the job, but, uh, I'm really thankful. And like, so like I look at Landon and the fact that he's seven, which is insane, but like the entirety of Landon's life is how long that you and I have known each other and we've like cultivated our friendship. So I like look at that kid and go, you're the fucking epitome of mine and Holly's friendship. It's crazy. It's so good. I was going to say, I feel I'm just lucky that when, as soon as he came out, um, the light, the flip switched. And a lot of people don't get that. As soon as he came out of my body, the fucking flip switched and you either get that or you don't you're 120 percent gonna get that but i was i was so nervous i was on autopilot i was in a shitty situation yeah i was in a shitty kid yeah i was in you know like shitty situation and i was i had no idea what to expect but when he popped out i flipped you know switch flipped on and it was immediate connection which was and then i was off autopilot i was just off and it was on and it's been full blast ever since yeah but life do be a highway but i'm riding it all the rest of my life (laughs) and i think it's pretty cool to like watch that process especially like now since you're putting him through homeschool like even having conversations because we were talking about patty and i were talking about taking him camping like when we moved back Mm -hmm. and like doing like oh my god he was so excited i'm so excited like doing a little outdoor ed situation so we can like have fun but still learn stuff and like the way that patty's face lit up I can't even like I wish I could bottle that and keep it forever. Oh, it was just and make so it cute into a candle. Exactly. <laughs> the smell of joy. Um but like seeing your kid just form into like the f- funniest, most intellectual and articulate little human. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And like his little hair and I remember when he was like his hair was a third of his body length and exactly. he was just so yeah. funny and just like the music that it, it's just so cool to like watch him grow up and to be a part of it and I think like I said like watching you has really changed my perspective on parenthood because I had a really cynical um nihilistic view on that which to me was very understandable like I was heavily abused and neglected growing up and I just was like you know, if I'm going to have a kid, obviously, you know, they would just be just as fucked up as me. And then I realized that when I got older that that's not true. You know, I've done so much work to figure out how to not be a shitty person and and deal with my issues. But the idea of having a kid, and I know like a lot of my punk friends are very anti-kid in their lives. Not that they don't like kids, but there's this mentality of why bring a kid into this world? And I I get it. I totally get it. But I also think that the only person that's going to shape and form that and make that beautiful is the parent. And if you have a shitty mentality, you're going to have a shitty life and really working to change that. But the idea of having a kid, I think also it's, it's 
80% due to who Patty is because I always thought that mm-hmm. if I ever had a kid I'd be single and I'd be alone and I'd be struggling and it would just be depressing and sad but meeting Patty like dude I was, oh my god <laughs> I remember like this the turnover mm-hmm. you know I remember when we were talking about it we would be it would be like um it would be how you used to feel. It was oh, yeah. like, I would be alone. I would do this. Always. I would, I don't know if I would like fuck my kid up. I don't know, you know, whatever. And then like, it was probably like a year or two into your relationship and you're like, I I really do think when you meet the right person and you feel the right things, it's like, I just am going back to this breed, man. Like <laughs> there's something about it that just makes you want to like have a kid with somebody. Well, you realize. And make I mean, it right. Well, but I also, I grew up without a dad. I grew up with the impression that if you have a kid that you're going to be poor and you're going to be hurting and you're going to be struggling and it's all the kid's fault. Like I heard so many times that it was my fault that my mom was sad. I heard, um, stop crying all the time. I heard, I'm going to give you up for adoption. I'm g- I heard, I'm going to ship you off to your grandparents, like all this stuff. And I wasn't even a bad kid. I was a really good kid and it had nothing to do with me. And the older I get, the more I realize that it had had zero to do with me. It was just my mom's inability to handle the fact that she created a life that she could not take care of. And I'm, like I said, I'm glad I've never been to jail. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a drug addict. But when I look at Patty and I remember this moment. I will never forget this moment. I was having a very overwhelming urge or realization that I wouldn't be a bad mom. And I was sitting on the couch in our old tiny little 500 square foot apartment. And he came over to me. I was crying. And he said, honey, I would love you and be there with you and support you even if you were just a dog or cat dad. And he's like, but if we have kids of our own, he's like, you would make the most beautiful mother And, like, there was a part of me that, like, broke in half because I never heard that and I never thought I'd ever hear that. And it changed my perspective entirely. But, like, thinking about it now, I just think that having a child that has him as a dad is the coolest thing because he would do nothing but want to teach that kid and teach them how to ride a bike and just be so open and sweet because we didn't have open and sweet parents. He knows yeah. he's he's right on the same page with me. We don't talk to our moms. You know, his dad passed when he was really young, but I know that all he would want to do is be the best he could possibly be for that kid because he would just love that person. And he would love the person that that child would turn into, and that's the whole point. Like that that stuff is insane to think about because if I ever had a dad, I would want them to totally be like Patty. I would be mm-hmm. such a better person. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a piece of shit. Sometimes I feel like it, but I feel like I would be such a better person if someone like Patty was my parent. And that, that makes me feel happy. I love that. So that is just (laughs) crazy. Yeah. He's a Uh, good Side note, when we were talking about candles, I just like wish, (laughs) I wonder, I wish I want, um, I want, I want, I wish that they would Mac, Mac, fuck dude. (laughs) I wish that they would make a gasoline scented candle. They do. What? They do. Oh there's my god. Gasoline I scented, gotta get that. Wait, hold on. There's gasoline scented candles and gasoline scented perfume. Can you imagine if I went around smelling like gasoline? I would hundred percent would not be surprised and I'd be like, Oh, it's just Holly, don't worry. <laughs> I like I can't imagine giving somebody a facial and smelling like gasoline. They probably would be so Oh my happy. god. I love Dude, that I would I would always go back to that person. Wow. 
Sorry, I just had to say that. You're like, wow, um, I'm gonna light you on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the chemical reaction, Dude. your face is gonna burn. Yeah, that's real. Um, anyways, anyways, okay, take a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, take a drink. Have we talked enough? We probably have. I do want to say that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Um, I want to say thank you for listening. But there is a little um thing that we do before we record every episode where we do mic tests and we make sure mm-hmm. that our volumes are correct. <laughs> <laughs> and sweet little baby Holly did a mic test oh talking God. about Sandals Resort, and um, I told her that if she deleted it, I would actually kill her. So we're gonna put that at I the end of this it. episode. Oh my God! Oh yeah, we're gonna put that at the Should end of this episode. Should we put it in episode. the beginning? No, no, no. I want it to be a little present at the end. But um, we're going to put that in, and then um, you all can get a taste of sweet little Holly singing about Sandals Resort, because I think that everybody should hear it. But, um, you know, there's other topics that we wanted to talk about, but I'm glad that we kind of went off on our own tangent. Uh, We did, really. We did. And I enjoy talking to you, even though we FaceTime literally two hours a day all the time. Like, I just, we could always talk. We never, we're talking. We can never stop talking. We're fucking big fat mouths but um oh my gosh (laughs) so like i said you can follow us on don't be sorry podcast on instagram and then um you can give us things that we talk about on our website what oh yeah so on our website don't be sorry podcast.com um you can leave us uh, suggestions of what you want us to talk about obviously we have a lot of opinions and we are not scared of talking about those opinions (laughs) um we cry and we laugh and we have a good time but there's that. You can listen to us on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Those links are on our website as well. And, um, yeah, we will come at you next week with another episode. And uh, we're excited to hear from you guys. Okay. Love you. Have a good life. Okay. Love you. Have a good life. Bye. What a good time. Whoa, Sandals Resort. We're going to Sandals Resort and Disney.